Well met, friends. Welcome to AthroChat, an offshoot of AthroBeth, where we chat about whatever. I'm Jude Vase. <laughs> and I'm Steph Midlock. In this episode of AthroChat, we're talking about episodes three and four of The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Woo! Yeah! So what'd you Athrochat, think? AthroChat. 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 Cooler than a bat, it's AthroChat. <laughs> Not that much Is that our new theme? Because I love it. We'll see how many things I can come up with that rhyme with chat. Uh, so, uh, episodes three and four, I will say, at a very high level, I continue to love the show, and in particular, episode four was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Episode three had some slower moments, but episode four slapped like a tuna to the face, and uh, <laughs> I... Episode three had a couple of moments that I thought were absolutely terrific, but yeah, episode four was a real, a real zinger. That, that's my like, yes, short Agree. summary. Agree. I found episode three, not boring, but kind of slow, bless yeah. it. And that, which is okay because they can't all be super bangers, but episode four was like, oh my God, so metal. I'm very excited. Yeah. I was very excited. Yep. I think yep, 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 yep. this is a, a hard show. If I were a person who had, if this were a property that nobody'd ever heard of before, this show would be fucking thrilling. I would be on the the edge of my seat, like, what the fuck is going on? I cannot wait to see more. <laughs> but as like a Lorne, like a Tolkien scholar, I am mostly watching this and thinking to myself, now what the fuck are they doing? And like, I think I will enjoy it more when the season is done or when like there's two seasons in and I have a grasp on like what the shape of what they're doing is. Sure. And I can get a sense for like, okay, how much timeline compression is going on? What's the, like, what are we doing with Numenor? What are we doing with Eregion? Like, like what is, because yes. right now I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen with the lore and it's not that I find that upsetting, but I find not knowing what the changes are going to be to be uncomfortable. And I sure. just want to know the answers. Then I can <laughs> chill and enjoy it. Because whatever the changes they make are, it's fine. Sure. But not knowing the changes. Like, I just want to know what the changes are going to be. Yes. You can't see there, me, but I'm uh, gesticulating very emphatically as I say these things. Yeah, your Italian side is coming out. Don't you have Italian? You're Italian, yes. right? Yeah. I'm Not as much as like course. anything else in my in my background, but don't tell my uncles <laughs> that. Uh, I was raised, honest to God, I was raised with the impression that I was like 99% Italian and then like 1% everything else, but it's actually like everything else and then like a little bit of Italian, but that's what you get when you have a great grandmother who is like ferociously Italian. <laughs> I love that ferociously Italian. That's really good. Well, I mean, do you think there are some folks on the internet who think that there is some timeline fuckery going on a little bit like the Witcher? Hopefully no spoilers oh, like for the Witcher non, season one. Non-lined up timelines? Yes. Interesting. Like, do you think, th like I've heard that maybe Arondir's timeline is happening before, some people think it's happening in the past of what we're seeing in other places. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure if that makes sense to me, but do you think there could be some fuckery going on with that? No. And I'll tell you why. No? 
Tell me why. Tell me. Because the uh, showrunners were at pains to emphasize that they've been doing timeline compression. Mm. And that feels like a thing you don't emphasize if you're also doing multiple timelines. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, mean, sure. I, I won't be surprised. It's a lot. <laughs> but I feel like if I'm doing multiple timelines, I just wouldn't mention, like, I think they are two different solutions to the problem of the different timelines in, mm-hmm. like, the, the enormous amount of time that this storyline stretches across. And if yeah. I were, if I'm compressing the timelines, I wouldn't also do a parallel timeline. And I certainly wouldn't call attention to it. That's just my two sure. cents. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's an int- I think it's a very intriguing idea. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, there's um, just so much going on. It's very exciting, especially my, in episode four. Yeah. My personal favorite theory is that we haven't met Sauron yet. And I love that. Mm, I don't know. You know why? Why? Here's, so here's why. Tell me. Because if you look at where Numenor is and you look at what Calabrian is doing, Mm-hmm. he's already building the forge that he will use to build his rings. Wait, Celebrimbor? Celebrimbor, sorry, Celebrimbor. Yeah, okay. Numenor is already on the verge. Farazhan is, is like right there. Farazhan's the right. last king of Numenor. They're right. already on the verge. Like in the in the original lore, Farazhan will go and whip Sauron, Sauron's ass after the fall of Eregion. So we're right on the cusp of Sauron showing up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we don't have that yet means that like we got to have some 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 wheels turning. And when you combine those two facts, my thinking is all of these other th- things have been red herrings and Sauron is already in Linden and is already working with Celebrimbor and he's the reason why the forge there's so much impetus to get the forge built because that's the mm-hmm. one weird mm-hmm. thing about Celebrimbor is like you're fucking immortal why yeah. do you need a forge in like, like by the six spring months? or whatever yeah exactly, yeah. exactly but i think i think when we finally in the next couple of episodes we're gonna see the dwarves go visit linden and they see when they visit the forge i think we will finally meet the character that is anatar i don't know maybe i really i don't I don't, okay, from episode four, I really want to make, listen, I'm always, first of all, let me say, I'm always wrong about everything, so don't really listen to me, I'm obviously going to be wrong about this, but they are heavily implying that Hallbrand, the man who was found on the Sundering Sea, is going to be Anatar, because he's a blacksmith, right, he's trying to get into the, now wait, I'm just saying they're implying it, in Mm -hmm. episode four, when he's in the prison, and Galadriel's in the prison, and, um, Air Farazan, or not our Farazan yet, just oh, Farazan. Yeah. He is giving some decidedly nefarious advice there. Right. And he's like, sta- and there's imagery of him, like, he's in the cell, but he's like right over the shoulder of Farazan, right? Yeah. And is already like kind of setting him, like, that's is already I, influencing him. And so I, re- so do you think that's a red herring? Because that is 100%. very sad. Really? You know who I, don't I think know. he is? I you know who know. I think he's going to turn out to be? Who? I think he's going to be the, uh, the the ghosty king the you know 
release us oh, from our promise. Uh, people have said that. I've seen like the yeah, like the one under the mountain that yeah, yeah the that's oath, what I the think. Oath breaker. The I oath don't breaker. know. Just because he kind of looks like the guy. That's who they not got why. I think it news. makes sense. He's. I I think that makes more sense. Uh, than for him to be Sauron because Sauron is never in disguise when he comes to Numenor. Sauron comes to Numenor in chains as a conquered foe and mm, worms true. his way true. into the councils true. of Farazhan from there. Okay, um, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, they could have changed it, but that is a good point. Yeah, I oh. think that other people have said that Theo's going to be Farazhan. Mm. I don't believe I don't that. Think so. or, I think uh, it's far more. Or uh, no, no. They've said that he's going to be Sauron, or that oh, he's Sauron, Sauron okay, in you disguise. Said Farazhan. Gotcha. Uh, okay, but I don't believe that at all either. That's that's nonsense. I think he could turn into the Witch King, though. Yeah, I've yeah, I would accept that. I think so. Could be. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're about to record our uh, episode fifty-one on the Witch King. Uh, mm. And we will discuss a couple of reasons why that may or may not be the case. But I think it's not entirely unlikely or not entirely impossible. But there's a lot of stuff that they could be. But I think I think it's highly likely that we will see the character that will become the Witch King. And I mm-hmm. think obviously we're going to see Anatar at some point in here. I hope um, so. We've got to. Yeah. But I don't I personally do not believe we have already seen Anatar. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who do you think that elf guy was in Arondir's oh, timeline? Adar? <gasps> okay. Yeah. I saw a theory. Who is that? Wizard Way Chris put up a theory that I really love. I now, love I want to preface Chris. this by saying they're the best. I yes. am very wary about bringing in first stage characters into this story. Mm-hmm. But. There are a very limited number of elves that I think it would make sense to have working directly with Sauron orcs in this case. And we have here okay. an elf, clearly an elf that you would call a dark elf. Okay. Okay. An I elf, only know of a few. An elf that is clearly working with the orcs, associated with the bad guys. And is looking for the hilt of a sword. Mm-hmm. 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 I think I see where you're going. I think it's Meglin. Okay. Wow. Aeol we know dies. Right. Yeah. But Meglin, that's why when you said Dark Elf, that was the first one I thought of. But yeah. Yeah. Meglin, we don't explicitly see die. He's thrown over a cliff. And while... So Meglin, while, the son of Aeol. Aeol. Yes. Yeah. Meglin dies during the fall of Gondolin. Right. Gondolin being like on fire with fucking um, <laughs> everything. Like Sorry. the whole city's like fucking up at the time. So yeah. that would that could account for why he's all scarred and shit. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Would, yeah, yeah if yeah. he's a fallen elf, that also, you know, that explains why he's not healing properly. If his, you know, his, his. Hroa and his fair are, are like out of sync and like so forth. Yeah. It also would account for why he's looking for that, the, the hilt of that sword. If this oh. is one, if this is the hilt of his father's sword or the hilt of the sword that his father made for him. Ooh. We know for a fact they've stated that that sword has some kind of like star metal origin, which is yeah. 
canonically what his sword is made out of. I can't remember the name of his sword, but I think there's really a very limited list of characters in canon elves that have ever worked with orcs. Like, and Guiril is this. Yeah. Sorry. It's pretty much just Maeglin. Like (laughs) other people have said that they want it to be Maedros, but I do not. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't think it's and, Maedros. Well, no, so no, no, their no. logic there is because he's got the gauntlet on one hand, that he's mm-hmm. concealing like the burned ass hand from where he gripped the the Silmaril. Yeah. Oh. But <gasps> you can't see my thing. face, but I'm making the perfect ooh. <laughs> but here's the reason why I don't think that's the case. Maedros is not like a bad guy, per se. I mean, okay, sure, lots of slaughter, lots of murder. But he's, that was the consequence of his oath. He never overtly joined Morgoth's side. Maeglin did. There's, I can't think of another elf that like consciously fought on the side of Maeglin. Yeah. Or on the side Uh, of Morgoth. Just Maeglin. Morgoth, yeah. Sure. So if it's not Maeglin, I think he has to be a new character. Mm -hmm. Iron of the Eternal Star. Yeah, that's what that's what that sword is called. Okay, interesting. Oh, oh my god, I'm very excited. Well, anyway, I thought that character was so interesting. That moment where he is sort of caressing the face of that very wounded, like kind of dying orc, and it's then like basically gentle. mercy kills him. Right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. There is that gentle fatherly sort of yeah. Other interesting kind of note with Adar, uh, mm-hmm. the gorget or whatever you call it the chest piece he's wearing the breastplate uh-huh uh, yes the, i noticed that not the whole that. chest plate but the top of the, the chest plate uh-huh. has the exact same like river motif as yes. gilgalad <gasps> oh that's that's really interesting how would that be both thing? of them if it is a noldor piece mm-hmm. maglin as the grandson of the high king of the noldor would have pieces of armor uh, associating him with the Noldor, as Gilgalad does. Especially if, as I suspect, that that river is a a motif related to Beleriand. What? Oh, wow. That's really... Oh, my God. My mind is, like, racing now. That's so interesting. I love that discussion, too. Can you... I I want you to imagine how bum-fuzzled I was when they start talking about (laughs) Beleriand in a TV show. I know that. <laughs> Wait, dude, 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 dude. He said, he said, uh, are you, are you from, he said Beleriand and the guy's like, oh, you're from a riv- the river in Beleriand. And I was like, which river? Jude loves all the rivers of Beleriand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you immediately when I was like, yeah. name that river. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I know that was so crazy. He's, huh? You remember at one point he says like, I once walked up the, walked up yes. one of those rivers. Guess how so you get true. into Gondolin. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm dying. I just so, died. So, I mean, it could definitely not be, but I kind of hope it is. Yeah. So I would say, folks, if you are interested in this story and you haven't read it yet, you should re- read The Fall of Gondolin, right? Because that's where we we learn all this stuff. It's part of the Silmarillion and other places, too, but it yeah. is also its own little novelette, right? Like yeah. how Baron and Luthien and stuff is. So, yeah, check it out. Um, and then be smart when you, like, know who it is before your friends do. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Ooh. So, so cool. other cool other stuff I really liked, 
So in episode three, another moment I really, really liked. After Arondir is captured, yep. he's uh, in the pit and with, with the other members of his yeah. party. And they tell him to chop down a tree. And he, he volunteers to do it so that nobody else gets hurt. And he climbs up and he puts his hand on the tree and he asks for forgiveness of the tree yeah. in Quenya. Oh, which that was beautiful. Quibbles aside, as a sylvan oh. elf of Beleriand, he oh, probably right. would have done it in Cinderin. Cinderin. But yeah, whatever. But fun fact that I learned, I was watching an interview with the actor who portrays Arondir. What is his name? His name is Ismail Cruz Cordova. Right, so, so hot. Uh, <laughs> in his, so he had a fascinating, he wanted that role real bad. He, really? Oh. He, what's it called? He, not interviewed for it. Uh, he auditioned for that role like five times. They kept telling him no, and he just kept showing up for it. Like, oh. he just kept like, he almost, he, he was telling his agent apparently at one point, like, where does, he's like, you know, I, I, I speak Spanish. One of the, one of the execs is Spanish. Like, I'll, I'll show up at his house and like, talk to him. And his producer, <laughs> and his, his agent was like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, oh, no. Chill. Um, be cool. And um, he finally, finally got it. And it, which is great because he's, he's fantastic in it. Oh, yeah. He's but apparently best. he improvised that. Oh, that what? line, apologizing to the tree, that was part of his audition. And he improvised Ooh. the apology to the tree. Oh, my God. That's and, so which good. I thought of course was really great. would do that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I thought that I was a really it. cool scene. And then my other favorite scene from these two episodes was the the part. I mean, like everything with the dwarves in episode four was terrific. Uh, agreed. But yep. the overlap of Arondir and Theo running from the or- from the orcs, mm-hmm. and it overlaps with Disa singing, <gasps> and then it transitions over to Disa, to Disa in the cavern singing, and you get this very atmospheric, sorrowful song as she's singing to the mountain. Yep, and you get this very good moment of her and Durin and Elrond talking. And it's this very, this great moment where Elrond is reflecting on his relationship with his father. And you see that you really get to appreciate the friendship between Elrond and Durin and the relationship between Disa and Durin. And then you see the relationship between Durin and his father. That whole sequence is. (gasps) That was so good. It's so fucking good. That whole sequence is just terrific. I really thought that. That nailed it. Like, yeah, everything about like that episode just was bang on. Like every part of it, but in particular, that sequence, yeah, uh, with with the dwarves has just been phenomenal. Uh, I was yeah, really, agreed. really impressed with that. There, that is a that there. You're teasing out a theme that we see in Tolkien's writings, and that we also see being mirrored in the show, which is like this: the father-son kind of relationship that we see, and the lineage, and like yeah. fa- sons trying to either differentiate themselves or, or kind of, you know, either get out of the shadow of their father or struggle under it, or, 
or not so much. And we see that yeah. with, of course, with Isildur over in Numenor, but you're, but also like, so having that, you know, and we see that with Durin the fourth as well, right? Who was not the fourth, you know, really shouldn't have been called Durin yet, but whatever, it's fine. You know, kind of saying like, oh, his dad is being, you know, too um, careful or whatever. But then that beautiful moment, right? Because we also see that with Elrond and, and that's like a big theme. But I just love that teasing out that theme of like fathers and sons and that like kind of difficult relationship that we see over and over again in the Lord, of, you know, in, in Tolkien's Legendarium. And then, but then having that kind of not resolved, but at least like addressed with his dad, it was so beautiful and nice, you know, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, no, I, I liked I it quite know. a bit. Yeah. yeah. I also will say that when Disa was singing, I don't know about you, but I got that like ASMR thing where like your jaw kind of like buzzes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was gorgeous oh, and it, it killed was me. It was so good. Phenomenal. I have listened yeah. to that track several times since then. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Because it's oh, just. So good. I love the world building that they have been doing with the dwarves. And yes. I me can't too. wait for the the fan fiction the yes the art the just the way that i'm sure that the fan community is going to latch onto these the dwarves in this series and just go fucking ham with them because <laughs> agreed agreed it is such a rich depiction it is yeah. so beautiful and and it has so quickly just imparted such culture to to the dwarves in such a really good way. I, I just think it's terrific. Yeah. In a way that I really, I couldn't have thought about it before. Cause I, you know, you always hear in Tolkien, he has these sort of underground kingdoms, right? Like Nagathrond or whatever, or, or obviously with Khazadun as well. And you hear about them being like so beautiful and splendorous and all these things. And I'm always like, really though? Cause it's still a cave and I have been on cave tours and yeah. they are, they are not great. Right. But the, I don't know. They. Ju I just think that this show has done such a beautiful job making Casa Dune like have so much life in it. Whether it's like the fern walls and the water and the movement, and then those light kind of things piercing down through. It's not a dark, scary place. It's beautiful and like a deep forest almost. It's shaded and yeah, I don't know, exactly. Lovely. No, I think it just that's, it really yeah. yeah it's, I think it's taken all of us by surprise of how how nice yeah. it is, you know. And and then it really drives home how shitty it is later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Things that I thought were a little less well done. Um, sure. I thought the first part in Numenor, Numenor itself looks unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable how gorgeous Numenor mm -hmm. looks. But I don't like everything that happens in Numenor, <laughs> um, I thought was a little bit slow. Like I'm, ha I'm struggling to see. I think it's that it's, I don't, it's just, it's not moving as quick yeah. and there's not as much to hook into. Yeah. Um, I really like Galadriel mm -hmm. and I like Muriel, but I think mm -hmm. this is a case where once we see the, their full arc, these, this part of these, this stuff will be more satisfying, but yeah. watching it like one episode at a time, I'm just like, dude, like move it. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are we doing here? Um, I think, yeah, something I did, I will say that I liked was we're starting to see, you know, our um, Farazan like, and his followers kind of 
starting to sow the seeds of dissent a little bit. And like, you know, we know that that eventually he's going to end up with his own sort of political party, right, called the King's Men. And I can definitely already see that sort of yeah. starting it in like those dumb jerks who fought, fought Hallbrand, you know, like, yeah, they're yeah. definitely given, given me King's Men vibes. And I'm like, oh, it's already starting. Oh, my God. No, I know. Yep. I, I kept saying to James, our producer, like, I wish somehow that we could have seen Numenor like in its early days where it was amazing. And like uh, when they liked elves still and like, because I think that some of the sadness of the fall of Numenor will be lost on people who maybe don't know, or, you know, fans who, who are not into legendarium as much because I think like, because it's sort of already being branded as kind of not a great place like to start. Right. Like, yeah. So when it is destroyed, I don't think people, I don't think it will hit as hard as it could have. Now I know they don't have time to do a whole look how great Numenor is. And and like with the condensed timelines, they couldn't have done it. But I do, I do feel like Numenor as a, as it's, as a realm is not being like, as is not being as well served as it could have. So I don't think the payoff of it sinking is going to be that great. Right. We're being told, but I don't know. I don't know if people would believe it. You know? Yeah. No, I anyway, agree. Anyway, Deep Warp. Yep. Can I just say that I love Isildur's uh, 1990s fuckboy hair? <laughs> I think he's <laughs> quite a tasty dish. He's got Jonathan Taylor Thomas style fuckboy hair. And as I was a child in the 90s, I'm all about it. It's great. He, he can do yeah. no wrong. <laughs> the last thing I think I wanted to talk about is the Harfoots in okay. episode three. Uh, I have not really super connected with the Harfoots this so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated by the stranger, but I just haven't like hooked into their plot. But I, I found the scene where they were like t- naming all of the, the ones they've lost on the migration, super affecting, especially yes. when uh, they come to um, what's their name? Poppy, the friend Poppy. Yeah. And it turns out like, her whole family has been lost. And then you see her on the trail and she's pulling the cart by herself. Alone, yeah. Alone. Oh. And I thought that was super, super sad. And then you see the stranger helping them push their cart. And I think that's very, very affecting. Uh, so yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm agree. slowly coming so i mean we've talked about our theories for the, for the stranger and i love the idea that it could be a balrog i think that's buck wild <laughs> but i am slowly coming to the idea um i don't know if we talked about it on the last time we talked t- talked about this but somebody pointed out that there were five distinct shots of the comet streaking across the sky yeah mm-hmm. things like don mar friend of the show don marshall and people pointed that out yeah, yeah. i am increasingly coming to the belief that that was the five wizards arriving. Yeah. And that this is, and that this is Gandalf. I don't think it's Gandalf. I think it could be a blue wizard, but I don't think it's Gandalf. Gandalf would not kill anything. He wouldn't take the life. And also like Gandalf didn't want to come, but was chosen to come because he was so great and nice. And that guy's not, well, necessarily is, striking me as great and nice. That's well, but they're cruncher. also he, they're also like adulpated by the embodiment, and I yeah. feel like I the, the 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 fireflies thing I think is the is the outlier there. If he hadn't yeah. killed the fireflies, I'd be much more confident in the wizard theory. Yeah, 
Maybe it's Sauron. But I, th- I think you're or, right or that it Saruman. is a wizard. Like, yeah. I don't know. But the thing Could is, Saruman. if yeah. it's a wizard, it would explain a lot about why Gandalf has this soft spot for yes, the hobbits. Yeah. If he, his first, his earliest memories are the kindness of the Harfoots. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And, and until I, he killed those fireflies, I was convinced it was Gandalf. I was convinced. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I so. just, I don't know. that that. I mean, again, that could be them trying to make us look one way while they're doing something another way. I don't know. Yeah. I could also see it being Saruman because he kind of sucks. I don't <laughs> think it's Saruman. his voice. I, don't, Sar- I think Saruman well, is already active. Mm-hmm. I really strongly believe that Saruman is already active in Linden. I don't think he's Ooh. floating in the ocean. I don't think he's fucking around in the south. I think Saruman is in disguise in Linden. Like, he's already in Anatar form. But Sar- Oh, Saruman or Saruman? Sauron. It could be oh, Saruman. Okay. Sar- yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I th- sorry. Maybe I misread. I, I think I, I meant to say Saruman. Uh, could yeah. be Saruman. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be a could blue be. wizard. I mean, that would be fine too. Yeah. Uh, they're not really it's in a Radagast. blue wizard location. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not Radagast. He does, he's not covered kidding. in bird shit, so he can't be Radagast. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, I am excited to keep. Yeah, uh, to just kind of keep going here and see what we can. I, every every week, I'm like, "Come on, give me more!" Like, ugh. yeah, I hate waiting. It's, it's killing me. Wild that we're halfway through the first season. Are we really? It's How only many eight episodes. Epi- the first season's already is only eight episodes. <gasps> no. And then we have to wait a, a year for the second season. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. no, that's some bullshit right there. Oh well. They got me. I'm excited about it. I'm, yep. Now I want all the merchandising to come out. I want to buy a I tiny know. Apparently, doll. I looked it up, and apparently they held like the same reason why there was no merchandise for uh, The Mandalorian when it first came out, because they didn't want yeah. any secrets to leak via the merchandising, because oh. that's how that's why like half the Marvel secrets always come out via like Lego sets and shit. Oh, they didn't shit, want really? anything to leak <laughs> via the merchandising route. So that's they actually have, pretty they, cool. They haven't released any merchandising until all the episodes are out, apparently. Oh, all right. Okay, cool. Well, I can save I can save up my money then and, and buy <laughs> Rings of Power the Potholder, Rings of Power the Lamp, Rings of Power the Everything. I, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I have, like, better things to do with my money. I'm what? sure. No, I don't. Oh, I mean, shut up. As soon as a Lego set comes out, you're going to oh, be yeah. like, take my money, all over bitch. It. No, I'm going to spend a bunch of money <laughs> on Rings of Power Lego. Uh, yes. But yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping Lego. that they don't do anything crazy like uh, Pottery Barn Rings of Power betting or anything, you know, two hundred dollar Rings of me? Power I'm fucking sheets. Buying that. Same here, but I can't. <laughs> I've got like a budget, man. I can't oh. go crazy with this stuff. I'm <laughs> trying to save up for trips and all kinds of stuff. So for Oxenmoot 2023. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, you right. know what? Uh, thanks for talking to me about those episodes. I, I definitely need to go back and rewatch everything. Because, you know, you watch the first time and you're just like, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Yep. What's this? And then you kind of forget the rest of it. Yeah. You know? Once all, once they're all out, I'm going to I'm gonna binge through the whole series. Oh, my so. God. We should do that. To, that would be too hard. But if we were ever in the same place, we could do yep. that together. That would be so cool. You can sit on the floor. 
Oh my God. He is referring <laughs> to the time where he made me sit on the floor of his crappy apartment. I didn't and make watch you sit All three anywhere. extended Lord of the Rings. Well, there was no chair. There was no chair. There were chairs in the kitchen. You could have gotten a chair. I, oh, good. Oh, good. A fold folding chair. Great. Those were no. extremely so classy Ikea chairs. That you found somewhere. Probably. I don't know. You know what? My butt was very tired. We watched all three extended editions. It was like a million hours, but it was still fun. It was still yep. fun. Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us in this uh, episode of Ather Chat for episodes three and four of The Rings of Power. If you have your own theories or big feels or want to talk about Isildur's fuckboy hair, come and talk to us on our Discord uh, or on our Twitter at Atherbeth underscore cast. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Cool. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Ather chat, ather chat, ather chat. Cool as a cat, it's ather chat.